You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. If you will take your Bibles, we're looking at John chapter number one. John chapter number one. And when you find your place there, if you're able, if you could please stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God. John chapter number one. And uh, if you're alive tonight, say amen. amen. If it's like 100 degrees in here tonight, say amen. amen. And it feels, I don't, I, but I'm always burning up and I don't know what it is. My wife is always cold. I'm always hot. I don't know what's going on. But uh, John chapter number one, I just have a question for you here tonight. Um, you know, Brother Nathan, I think he asked this morning, how about your heart? Or something like that. So he had a question about your heart. I've got a, a more a simpler question for you here tonight that hopefully you'll be able to answer. And the question that I have for you tonight is, who are you? That's the question that I have for you is, who are you? John chapter number one and verse number one, the Bible says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made. That was made in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was... Say it one more time. There was a man sent from God whose name was... John. And this John was sent from God. And it says here, the same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. If you skip down to uh, verse number 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 15, John bare witness of him and cried saying, this was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me for he was before me and of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace. And verse number 19, and this is the record of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? Who are you? And it says here in verse number 20, And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elias? And he saith, I am not. Art thou that prophet? And he answered, no. Then they said unto him again, Who art thou? Who are you? And it says here that we may give an answer to them that sent us. What sayest thou of thyself? And he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees, and they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizeth thou then? If thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet. And John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom ye know not. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoe latchet I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. And then verse 29, the next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Again, just a, a question for you here tonight that I'd like for you to answer. And that question is, who are you? 
And let's pray. Father, we thank you for all that you've done. I pray that you'd help me as I preach to have wisdom, to have your power. I pray that you'd, Lord, uh, cleanse me of any sin or secret sin. I pray that you'd fill me with your spirit. I pray that, uh, Lord, uh, your word would be proclaimed and your name would be magnified through this message. For we ask these things in your precious name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. They asked John a question here. He said, hey, John, who are you? They ask him more than once. They ask him, hey, are you the Christ? And he's not. Are you Elias? And he's not. Are you a prophet? Are you someone great? Are you someone important? They said, surely we're the important people. We're the rulers. We're the spiritual folks during this day. And surely we should have heard of you if you're out here doing things in God's name. What sayest thou of thyself? Hey, what do you have to say for yourself? Who are you? And he answers, I am a voice. And, uh, you know, if, if the folks could just put up an illustration here on the screen, uh, if you've got it up there, that slide. And, uh, you know, have you ever had to wear one of these name tags before? Would you raise your hand? You've ever had? Okay, good, good. A lot of us there. And, uh, you know, uh, the budget is a little bit low for this uh, sermon. And uh, so uh, we don't have these name tags, the fancy ones, but we do have the old name tags. Amen. How many have gotten to wear these name tags before, right? Okay, and uh, I'd just like for, uh, can you come up here real quick? Just come up here just for a second. Just stand right here for me. And uh, can you come up here just for a second? And uh, what is your name? Nathan. Nathan. All right, I'm going to write that on here. And, uh, you know, it's always a joy when you go to an event or you go to uh, some outing or something, and they make you fill out one of these things and uh, put your name on it. How about, you, can you do this for me? Can you write your name and his name on there and just put them right there in front so everybody can see? But you go to an event or you go to a conference, maybe it's at work or maybe it's, uh, 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 maybe it's some kind of event and you don't know, the other people are around and they have you wear these tags so that you can identify who you are to everybody else, right? And uh, I don't know if, if you've been at one of these conferences before and uh, somebody's been a wise guy and they've you know, put somebody else's name on there or switched it around or they've had all kinds of drawings around their name or whatnot. But uh, the question here today is, who are you? And uh, so we've got two fine uh, young individuals here today. If you can just face the crowd for me. And what does this name tag say right here? My name. What is your, what is your name? Nathan. Nathan. Who are you? Nathan. Nathan. And who are you? Lewis. Lewis. So we've got Nathan and Lewis and they are identified with a name tag. Now that name tag, if you didn't know, uh, Nathan and Lewis, uh, they're father-son combo right here. And uh, you may not have known that. If you do, you learn something about them. But when you say the name Lewis, when you say the name Nathan, automatically you begin to be, uh, think about great things, right? And you're like, man, those are great guys and hard workers. I mean, honestly, I think about Brother Lewis and all he does with the bus ministry. And probably a lot of folks don't know. And uh, he volunteers his time to help out with his bus ministry almost every week. He's doing something on there, and I appreciate him. And uh, it's great to have somebody who knows how to do that kind of stuff. Amen. And, uh, and I could use that, and I could uh, go around the room and call out folks and all that they've done that are a blessing uh, to the church and to the ministry here. But we've just got one problem. Uh, I had a $100 bill to give either of you if you've got it correctly, and neither of you got it. I'm sorry for it because you're both incorrect. When I asked you who you are, and this tape does not want to come off here, but uh, when I asked who you are, I was actually looking for a different answer. And the answer that I was looking for, can you rip off two of those for me, please? 
I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, again, we don't have the fancy tags. You could have just pulled them off and wrote it on there. I just need two more name tags about the same size as the one that you have. And I'm going to write a correct response to when I ask the question, who are you? You see, we have a, a name that was given to us at birth, right? And uh, there, there's one individual that I ran into one time uh, when I was working in California. When I ran into him, uh, it was... Uh, uh, I'm trying to be discreet in how this is, but uh, it wasn't a, uh, a, a normal house visit. I was working as a police officer, and so it was related to that. And uh, as you know, we don't generally go to people's houses and say, hey, you're doing such a great job. It's so good. Thank you for being a fine, upstanding citizen and say, have a nice day. And uh, this individual had several names, and it was just interesting how, and he was in the process of changing his name. And uh, it was some name that he had come up with, and it was like, what in the world? And, uh, but he's like, oh, that just sounds so much cooler than the name my parents gave me. And I don't think it should be that way, that your parents just decide a name that has to stick with you forever, so I'm changing it. And, uh, but here's the new names that I have for both of you here. This was the correct answer. And uh, we've got here a new name. And this name is Voice. You are a voice. Now, what you are a voice for is chosen by you. Nathan, did you choose your name? Lewis, did you choose your name? But you know what? You can choose what kind of voice that you are. Thank you so much for your help. I appreciate it. Okay? We are all wearing a name tag around. And it could be a, a fancier name tag, or it could be a not fancy name tag with the, the scotch tape that doesn't work very well. Amen? But, uh, you know, we all have that name tag. We may not be figuratively walking around with a, a literal name tag. However, we are all a voice. And you know what? There's a few things when we decide, and by the way, you can decide or not decide, you're a voice regardless. That's not a choice that you have because wherever we go and whatever we do, we are a witness for something. And you say, well, I don't talk. Well, that's fine. You're still a voice by your actions. And by the way, even a louder voice in some instances because actions speak louder than words. And we can say all day long certain things, but if our actions are different than that, it's going to speak differently for it. The question is, who are you today? And let me encourage you to be a voice. You see here, John said in verse number 23, he said, I am the voice. What happens when we decide to be a voice rather than just a name. You say, well, I've got a name and my name means a lot. And my name is, uh, uh, I've worked on it for years and years and years and years and I've established a, a, a precedent. I've established something that's around my name and you can use it, even last names for around here and owners of businesses or of companies or that have done great things and you can mention names uh, even through history of what people have done and said, well, I've got a name for myself. But I'm not talking about being a voice for yourself here tonight. I'm talking about being a voice for something that's greater than ourselves. You see, they asked John, John, what is your name? And by the way, John was sent from God. And that name we'll look at just momentarily. That name was chosen by God. The name John. And, uh, but uh, uh, why did he say here, 
I'm, I'm John. Why didn't he say that? Hey, I'm John. You ask him, what's, what's your name? Who art thou? Hey, I'm John. Don't you know who I am? God gave me my name. Hey, hey, who are you? I was sent by God. No, he decides to say, hey, what, who are you? I'm a voice. And, and, and watch what happens. When we become a voice, I have two points for us here tonight. The first one is when you become a voice, you realize it's not all about you. When you become a voice, when someone asks who you are and we identify with just being a voice rather than just who we are named after or who we are, what we do, when we decide, hey, look, I'm a voice and we choose to live after that, we realize that this life is not about us. Look back in verse number 15, the Bible says, John bear witness of him and cried saying, this is he of whom I spake, he that cometh after me is preferred before me. You see, John had his priorities right. He said, hey, you know what? It's not about me. It's about Jesus Christ. Hey, it's not about my life. It's not about my name. It's all about his name. He goes on to say in verse number uh, 27, he it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latch and I am not worthy to unloose. You see, John recognized his position here in this life. But the problem is, a lot of times, myself included, we don't recognize our position here in this life. You see, this world would teach that it's not about a voice. It's not about a higher power. It's not about something greater than ourselves. They'll say, hey, you know what you need to do, teenager, is make a name for yourself. And there are some instances with that when that's good, like, hey, don't just follow the crowd, and so on and so forth. However, what I want to encourage you to do is uh, make a name that's other than yourself, and that's the name of Christ. Amen. When we do things here in this life, it shouldn't be about us getting the recognition. It shouldn't be about us receiving the praise or receiving the glory. Our lives should point others to Jesus Christ. Amen. So the question here again tonight is, who are you? And again, you say, well, my name is this, and it was given to me, and by the way, you say, I come from a goodly heritage. You know, I think about a pedigree. And you're like, hey, look, not only do I have my name, but there's something that follows my name that's a good pedigree. I think of, a, I have two dogs. I was going to say two animals. I have many animals. We just got a duck and some, some more chickens at our house, so the farm is growing, amen? And you always say, this is the last animal that we're going to get. And then somebody uh, gives you some more, amen? And you say, okay, thank you so much, and you take care of them. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I, we have two dogs at our house. One of them is a Czech shepherd named Maggie, and the other one is a, a, a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel named Princess Bella. And uh, Haley named Princess Belle. And uh, now if you look, one is a princess and one is just Maggie. But if you look at their pedigrees, there's a vast difference between the two dogs. They're both uh, purebreds. They both have credentials. But if you look at the King Charles Cavalier uh, Spaniel and you look at her pedigree, it's like you look at her mom's name. And her mom's name is like Good Dog. And her dad's name is like Brownie. And then like her grandpa's name is like Candy. And her grandpa's name is a really good dog or something like that. And we're almost laughing looking at this certificate like, this, I don't even want to put this anywhere or save it because it looks ridiculous that these are the names. But that's the pedigree that she has. Whereas if you look at my Czech shepherd, Maggie, 
Her mom's name and her dad's name is like, I can't even pronounce them. They're Czechoslovakian names. They're like something, something Van Huzeldorf or something. And then, you know, this and this and this and this. And if you look at it, it's really impressive. And it's like, wow, these are your parents? Like, I can't believe that we have the opportunity to own this dog, you know, this pedigree that it has. But you say, what am I saying about that? You're saying, hey, well, some of us, we don't want to give up our own names because there's a pedigree that's followed it. And you say, hey, well, I don't want to change my name to just the voice because this is something somebody's worked hard for. And you know what? This represents something and we've made a name for ourselves. And you know what? I'm not giving that up. Let me encourage you to just be a voice. When we realize that we're just a voice, we realize it's not just about us. That life no longer revolves around me. That my actions, that my speech, that my life, it becomes about magnifying someone other than myself. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Others are watching your life and it's been said that you may be the only Bible that somebody will ever read. You may be the only Christ that some people will ever see. So it's imperative for us to bring glory and honor to God's name to Jesus' name. If you will, take your Bibles to Luke chapter number 1. And again, we're talking about this individual named John. You say, well, it was easy for John just to say he's a voice. Because that was just a name that he was given. And there, John wasn't anybody spectacular. He was just an individual in the Bible. Why well, beg to differ? Let's look at John's pedigree here in the Bible. The Bible says in Luke chapter number 1, there was in the days of Herod, in verse number 5, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias, of the course of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, a great lineage there, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. But they had a problem, and the Bible says they had no child, because Elizabeth was, was barren. And that wouldn't necessarily be a problem, except for it was compounded with the fact that they were both now well stricken in years. You were, they were old. You say, how old is old? Like 500, amen? That, that's an old age, right? 500. We'll just use that. So we're, we've got a long ways to go, amen? And he executed the priest's office. And the Bible says in verse number uh, 11, there appeared an angel of the Lord standing in front of Zacharias. And in verse 13, the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son. Thou shalt call his name. What's the next word? John. Who is John named by? God. So if there's anybody that would arguably, when they asked him, hey, what's your name? And I had a name that was given to me by God. I'd be like, hey, I'm John. And by the way, God gave me your, my name. How about you? Where'd you get your name from? So the pedigree that John has in the miraculous, uh, the miracle that took place, and it says, And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. Verse 15, For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. Verse 16, And many of the children of Israel shall return to the Lord their God. And of course, the, the story follows that Zacharias didn't believe. And because he didn't believe, uh, the Lord shuts his mouth up until the child's uh, born there. And then as the baby is born, they ask the mom, Elizabeth, what's his name going to be? And she says, John. And they say, well, why John? Uh, there's nobody in your family named John. We don't know anybody that's named John. And they go to the dad who can't speak and say, hey, what's your son's name going to be? And he writes out 
John, and they're all amazed. But that's the promised child that God had promised him, the name that God had given to him because God had great plans for John. But you know what? Even though John was named by God, even though he had a great lineage, even though he had a great story to tell that he could have said, hey, they're asking him, who are you? And why are you doing these things in Jesus' name? Surely you're somebody important. Surely uh, what's going on? And why are you doing these things? And, and, and what is it with your life that's special? And John could have stood up in front of them all and said, hey, let me tell you. I got my name from God. And not only that, my dad was a, a priest and an angel visited him. And in their old age, it was a miraculous birth. And I was going to be great in God's eyes and do great things for God. But you know what John said? I'm a voice. Sometimes in our lives, we try to magnify ourselves. The decisions that we make on a daily basis, are they to bring glory to ourselves or are they to bring glory to Christ? You know what I want to be? I want to be a voice. Hey, the decisions that I make, the actions that I take, what comes out of my mouth? The Bible says, let your words be seasoned with salt. Why? Because we're a voice and others are watching. Are you turning people towards Christ or away from Him? When we become a voice, there's a few verses that can stand out. John 30, verse number 30, this same John says, He must increase, but I must decrease. 1 Corinthians 15, 31, Paul said, I die daily. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me in the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Philippians 1, 21, for me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. When we become a voice, the priorities in our life begin to change. The things that would normally upset us or offend us or the things that we would get upset with normally no longer upset us or get we, we take offense to it. Why? Because we're just a voice. Hey, did Jesus take offense when they crucified him? He said, Father, forgive them. A man that was despised and rejected of men. Uh, and he was full of sorrows and he did it all so that we could have everlasting life. The things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. The things I used to say, I don't say them anymore. The places I used to go, I don't go there anymore. There's been a great change since I've been born again. Hey, what is your name? Who are you today? If we were to ask, who are you? What would your response be? Number one, when we say that we're a voice, we realize that it's not all about us. And lastly, number two, when we become a voice, others will follow. If you will, look at verse number 35, John chapter 1 and verse number 35. The Bible says again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold, the Lamb of God. And watch what happens, verse 37. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. And again, we saw in Luke uh, chapter number one, it says that many of the children shall return to the Lord their God. I see here that, you know what, when John decided to say, hey, it's no longer about John, it's all about him. That, hey, my life and my actions and my decisions and my reactions are all about because I'm a voice. Then you know what will happen? Others will follow. When those who have gone before us are about to enter into eternity. You know what what they say before leaving this earth is pretty important. Jesus' final command when He left this earth was, 
ye shall be witnesses unto me. When we become a voice, you know what we do? We point others to follow Christ. Matthew 28 and verse number 19, the Bible says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. You know what? That following may not be right away. It may not be in our lifetime. We may never see it. But you know what? If we become a voice, if we tell others, then we're simply obeying God's command and doing what we're supposed to do. Romans 10, 13, the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And what a great promise there. But you know what? The verses that precede it uh, or that follow it say, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him on whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they hear without a voice? And again, we ask the question, who are you? And arguably, you could have just given, my name is this. Well, tell me about yourself. Well, this is what I've done in my life. But the reality is the correct answer is, who are you? I'm a voice. And you know, when we realize we're a voice, then we do die to ourselves daily. We realize that this world is not about us. It doesn't revolve around us. So every decision that I make and every response that I give is in accordance with that, hey, you know what? I'm just a voice. How shall they hear without a voice? Is the face that I see in the mirror the one I want others to see? Do I show in the way that I walk in my life the love that you've given to me? My heart's desire is to be like you in all that I do, all that I am. Do they see Jesus in me? Do they recognize your face? Do I communicate your love and your grace? Do I reflect who you are in the way I choose to be? Do they see Jesus, Jesus in me? Well, it's amazing that you'd ever use me, but use me the way that you will. Help me to hold out a heart of compassion and grace, a heart that your spirit fills. May I show forgiveness and mercy the same way you've shown it to me. Do they see Jesus? Do they see Jesus in me? The question tonight is just a simple question. Who are you? I don't know about you, but God has dealt with me in this area. And you know what? I want to be in my life more like Christ. Hey, and all that I see in my actions and how I react and the things that I do, the decisions that I make, I want them to reflect Christ. You know, the Bible says, draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. Tonight, let's be a voice and say, hey, everything that I say, everything that I do, I just want to be a voice for Him. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.